Kick back and relax with Mark and Carol as they describe Beverly Hills 90210. So as you can see, this is a brand new thing, but also sort of an old thing. Carol and I have decided to spin off the 90210 series and do its own series itself, which will come out every Monday, as you can see. We don't have openings for this because these were originally part of the original episodes that we did of Massive Late Fee. So this is a brand new opening, welcoming you to the show. Enjoy this episode of 90210. So, uh, 90210, take us through through our, this episode of 90210. You enjoyed it, it seemed like. Yeah, I thought this was a really good one, um, and you seemed to be bored as hell. I was bored. <laughs> okay, well, for me, it was interesting. I did a crossword puzzle. It was interesting to watch uh, Brandon grow in this episode, so... He does get a little taller. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know you said it felt long, but it wasn't that long. Um, wow. What? I don't know exactly what you meant by that. <laughs> the length of the episode, you weirdo. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought you were talking about me or something. So, Brandon has this teacher. Uh-huh. And um, the teacher grades on a curve, which is very unfair. A terrible, terrible curve. The weirdest curve I've ever heard of, but yeah. 10% of the class gets A's, 10% of the class fails, and everyone else gets a C. Yeah, it's weird. Like I said, it, it rewards people that are kind of bad students, that aren't complete failures, that can do, that basically can do, let's say, okay, so let's say there's, what? what's a normal class size? Around 30, right? Right. So three people are going to fail the test. Three people are going to get an A, and the other 20, uh, 24 get Cs. Right. First of all, that seems really weird and arbitrary, but I guess if you're a bad student, all you have to do is do better than the worst three kids in the, in the class, and you're going to get a C. So it rewards them, but it really punishes the people that would get like A minuses or Bs. Right. Which, you know, I, I, I'm not like you. I don't get all A's. But I do pretty well. I get a lot of A minuses, B pluses. And it would hurt my heart to get a C. Well, it's in a history class, too, which is my my favorite subject. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't really have a problem in this class. But I would have a, I'd still have a problem with this grading. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to people. Well, and Brandon has a problem with it, too. So does Andrea and Steve. They're the other ones that are in the class with yeah, them. Yeah, everyone hates this. So Donna's in the class, too. Oh, yeah. But, every yeah, everyone hates this teacher. Well, who wouldn't? Um, so he dresses really weird. Yeah, he dresses like he dresses like a 18th century train conductor. Or, <laughs> or a 19th century train conductor, I guess I should say. Yeah, very very weird suits. So, okay, so Steve and Andrea are both, um, you know, getting A's in the class, and Brandon gets a C, and he wants to know, like, how are they managing to get the A's? He's like, he got three or four questions wrong on the whole test, and he gets a C. Yeah, he was very upset about it. And um, Andrea says, hey, let's study together. 
So now here I want your take on this because it seems like everybody thought something's happening between him and Andrea because they're studying together. Mm-hmm. Like they were in his room and his mom's all like to the dad, oh, Andrea's here. And and then when they get in, like, a fight and she leaves, then Brenda's like, oh, way to go, Romeo. Like, I don't think there was any kind of romantic undertone there, do you? I think the show is is trying to sell a romantic undertone. I definitely do. I think that... Because, you know, later in the episode, he's like... He says, like, you, you act like everything I do is... Like, affects you personally, like we're dating or something. I, I think... I think they're trying to to build up that there's a flirtation between the two of them. But I mean, I don't I've never seen the show uh, other than what we've watched. Right. So, I don't know what happens. I'm going to assume that they just remain good friends and that a, a relationship never occurs and I don't think they have much chemistry. No, on, they don't. On screen together. I think that's what fights against it. I think if the two actors had more chemistry together, it would be more palpable. And maybe they wanted to go down this road, but they realized that those two don't have much chemistry together, so they stopped. Maybe. That makes sense. Because, yeah, to me, I mean, it's like, I don't see a flirtation. I don't, I don't see anything happening between them. No, they don't. They don't. They just don't match well. Yeah. So, um, they get into it while they're studying because he, he says that she is condescending mm-hmm. and businesslike. Which, what's wrong with being business-like when they're studying? I don't get that. Yeah, and, well, he's very, like, he acts very, very, like, defensive, very, like, like, he's very insecure about these grades, apparently. And it shows, like, he's really taking it out on on Andrea. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently, you know, he's used to doing very well in history. So Yeah, I mean, whatever. So then Steve says they can study together. Here's a big difference. They're at Steve's house. Steve is lounging in the pool. <laughs> and Brandon is sitting on the side studying. And Steve says to him, oh, he's not going to ask you that. Right. And then another question, um, he, Steve just says, hey, why don't you look this up? And he's like, why would that even be on the test? Yeah, well, that's not... That's not anything that we've gone over in class. He's like, oh, it's just the kind of question you'd ask. Yeah. So, obviously, he has a copy of the test. Yeah, I mean, I figured that out. Brandon did not. And um, so, you know, Steve really did just kind of help him study to the test. Right. And so he got an A. Mm Mm-hmm. And Andrea did not. She got a C. So, yeah. Not not super fair, considering he had such an advantage. But he didn't know he had an advantage. So, but after the test, once he took the test, he realized, hey, I know all these answers because Steve told me all these answers. He confronted him in the hall and he's like, hey, you know, how did you know, like, you, you, you must have known this or whatever. And Steve's like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, I, I can't just be smart. And then he, <laughs> uh, and he kind of walks off. And then later when we see them together at his house, he's like, oh yeah, I stole the test. And he's like, well, why did you deny it then? And he's like, what am I Admit it right in the hall for everyone to hear. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to let this, uh, you know, trash dressing piece of crap uh, <laughs> tank my grade point average. And he kind of convinces Brandon that he should cheat because this guy's being unfair. Which I think that the grading system is unfair. Yeah. But, you know, you don't you don't cheat 
For sure. Have you ever cheated? Uh, no, I've never cheated on a test in my entire life. Good. I, uh, the closest I've ever came was um, someone wanted answers from me. Mm-hmm. And I let them, I let them, you know, cheat off my test. But I'm really, I'm really, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, like a genius or anything like that. But I'm really good at taking tests. Like, I'm good at assimilating information in my head mm-hmm. and remembering it and being able to regurgitate it on a test. Okay. Like, this dude's test would be easy for me because, like, Brand, like Brandon points out in this episode, he, he kind of, he, this guy's name is Denzel, and uh, Mr. Denzel, and he, he attacks him basically saying that you're not, you're not challenging kids to think, you're just challenging them to, you know, remember dates and facts and regurgitate them on a test. Um, and that's exactly the type of test that I'd be really good at taking. Right. Because I have a good memory and, you know, I'd be able to read the book and remember all, all the stuff that's in it. So, yeah, I, you know, that's that's uh, that's why I've never really had to cheat on a test. Because I can read something and just kind of remember it and regurgitate it. And that's what most tests are. The only tests that I've ever... And the other thing, too, is as far as history goes, like with essays and things like that, I, I'm a decent writer, so I can put stuff together in my head like that. Right. Basically, my brain is designed to take tests. Now, as far as like real what real world applications that has, not not many. But uh, you know, I, I'm good at taking tests. Have you ever cheated on a test? Not on a test. Okay. I have uh, on a person. No. Wait, wait. I, I, is there a confession here? On, on... no, okay. no, on on homework. Oh, um, okay. Heather and I have at times split the homework in half. And, like, I'll do, like, say, math problems 10 through 20, and she'll do 20 through 30. Mm-hmm. And then we just copy down each other's answers. So it, you know, gets it done faster. I've done that before, I think. I, it's hard to remember, but I think, I think I've done that before, like, you know, a couple of years ago or, or so earlier in, uh, in the high school experience. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I've done that. I think it's always weird. They'll assign you... The like a lot of times for math homework, they'll assign us the at least in the math class that I'm in, we're not in the same math class. They'll assign us the odd numbers uh, of math problems, and the odd numbers are in the back of the book, so you can do it and then check your work. Uh, and then the even numbers are the ones that are on the test. So that's and the teacher has is got the only book with the even numbered answers in it. But a lot of times, so a lot of times with homework, it's like you could literally just copy from the back of the book. But you're supposed to, what you're supposed to do is do it and then check your answer. And if you got it wrong, figure out why you got it wrong. Right. To kind of learn the concept. And then that way you should be able to pass the quiz of the even numbered ones because it's the same type of problems. I'm going to have to check my book and see if it's like that. So that's what uh, that's what they that's what they do in in our school as far as math stuff goes, um, you know, but yeah, n- never really cheated. So so then Andrea figures out that Brandon cheated. Yeah, because he brings. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Steve has a copy of the test, so instead of just looking 
at the at the questions that are on the test and memorizing those facts and then getting them right on the test. What he's decided to do is write all the answers down on a crib sheet and wait till the teacher's not looking and put it on his uh, put it on his his desk underneath his paper so he can copy off of it. Incredibly risking getting caught, and Andrea sees him. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I love the completely confused way that you're looking at me. No, no, no. I'm not confused at all. Um, my mind wandered to uh, something else. Sorry. What did it wander to? I'll tell you later. I'll tell you off uh, off the tape. Okay. Um. So yeah. So she is pissed as hell because. You know, it's not, I'm sorry, but it's not fair. Like, you pointed out, granted, she shouldn't even be in that class, so, I mean, she's throwing off the curve for him, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did throw off the curve for her and caused her to um, to get the C when she should have gotten the A. But ultimately, it's the teacher's bad policy that's making this happen. Right, but it's causing them to fight and fight and fight. So, Brandon, you know, works at the Peach Pit, and apparently this teacher is a regular customer. Like, it seems like almost every day he's there. Yeah, it's weird because we've never seen him before, but now that, you know, Brandon's got his class, he's there all the time. Right. Well, I mean, Brandon's pretty new there, too, isn't he? Yeah, I suppose. So, he tries to talk to him uh, at first, and he kind of blows him, the teacher kind of blows Brandon off, like, he Just ignores him, yeah. Yeah, very, like, oh, just give me some more charges, please. You know, like, he won't really engage. Mm -hmm. And then once he gets the A on the test, then the teacher's all about, oh, hey, you know, how you doing? And looking forward to class. And, you know, all that kind of, like, trying to be chummy. Flirty. Ew. (laughs) And, you know, Brandon gets pissed and tells him off because he, he is so upset about his policies and he feels like he shouldn't be suddenly paying attention to him now that he got an A. Well, I think he also feels guilty that he's been, you know, quote-unquote forced to cheat when he he doesn't want to. So then towards the end of the episode, um, you know, Brandon decides that he's not going to cheat, even though Steve talks him into taking a copy of the midterm. Right. Um, he, He studies instead, and, you know, he's trying to make up with Andrea. They don't, they don't make up yet, though. Obviously, they do eventually, but, um... So the teacher is in the back of the peach pit waiting for help because his car, um, his, his tire is flat. Yeah, he's in the parking lot. Yeah. And so Brandon actually helps him change the tire and they talk. And the guy says that, you know, he kind of sees his points about, you know, making them think. And, and then he talks about, you know, how he knows how nobody likes him and nobody likes the way that he teaches and how um, they make fun of his suits. And, and apparently his wife bought him a bunch of clothes before she died because she wanted to make sure that he had clothes. Yeah, she died of some sort of illness. Probably AIDS. <sighs> or cancer. Got it from uh, her brother-in-law. What? I'm taking care of him. Oh my gosh, you're weird. It's the same woman! <laughs> so, anyways. Um, it's just, it's kind of cute because Brandon doesn't cheat and... In the, and well, what- first of all, he drops the paper. Oh, yeah, that was like a heart attack moment. And the professor picks it up. He's like, oh, you dropped this, and he handed it to him. He's like, oh, did I, you know? I I don't think he knew. Do you think he knew? Yeah, I think he knew. I don't know how. I don't know how he knew. If he he just, like, he felt the weight of it, and he's like, oh, this weight feels familiar. (laughs) This is the exact amount of pages of the midterm. (laughs) But it's it's heavily implied at the end that he knows. Yeah, Uh, that's true. But, um, so, in the the classroom... 
he tells all the kids to tear up their tests Mm -hmm. and says that, you know, he... he, Stand on their desks and say, (laughs) oh, Captain, my captain. Um, But, no, he he says that um, they're going to do an essay question instead because he's been using this... And he tells Brandon, he's like, I've been using the same test for 15 years. I imagine some kids have gotten their hands on it by now and stuff. So, and Brandon says, well, maybe some did, but decided in the end not to use it because when they thought about it. <laughs> and he said, I had a feeling. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just nice the way they tie. And, like, um, Brandon says to him, uh, it's an ugly suit, but you wear it well. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's, it's a nice moment. Yeah. You want to talk about Brenda's uh, subplot in this episode? Yeah, I mean, it was a really little subplot, but yes. First of all, or, you know... Uh, I should mention that uh, Tori Spelling has more lines in this episode than I think all the other episodes combined. Oh, yeah. She says, like, five things. (laughs) Yeah, she talks in class, and she talks in the hall, and she talks about Brenda's hair. Yeah. So, um, so Brenda and Kelly both go up to talk to Dylan. Kelly's the one who's saying how cute he is. Like, Brenda didn't say anything, but apparently she also thinks he's cute. Right. Um... And Kelly asks him if he... Well, it's 45-year-old Luke, <laughs> Luke Perry. I mean, who, who couldn't think he was cute? Right. He's got crow's feet. <laughs> he does not. He has a wrinkly forehead, though. He really does. But, you know, I don't know if it's, like, wrinkles like age or if it's just, like, he's, like, one of those dogs with, like, extra skin. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks like a Sharpe. <laughs> yeah, he just... Luke Perry just has too much skin on his face. Right? So, um, Kelly asks him, like, she's like, oh, I, th- I heard you uh, prefer blondes. And he said, yeah, you know, of course, or whatever. So, Brenda decides she wants wise. Somebody, yeah, of course, or whatever. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he said, like, it's it's definitely for sure true. Or I don't know, he said it in a weird way. He does. But he's staring at Brenda the whole time. Yeah, it was really bizarre, because, like, Brenda's a brunette. And then he's like, so you're Brandon's sister, huh? Yeah. And that, yeah, that conversation was bad. He, like, yeah, he undresses her with her eyes, with his eyes, as uh, he's looking at her. And then they just repeat, yeah, Brenda's sister. And he's like, okay, bye, Brenda's sister. Brandon's sister. Brandon's sister. Whatever he says. It's just, it's the, like, most stilted conversation ever. Yeah, it was weird. Um... So she, though, decides that she wants to get his attention because now him and Kelly are hanging out. Right. And so she wants to dye her hair blonde. Mm -hmm. And Donna and Kelly tell her, oh, just go see this guy. It's only $300. Like, it's nothing. Right. $1989. (laughs) $300 Reagan dollars. Right. And, of course, her mom won't give her the money. So Kelly helps her dye her hair. Now, I was not dyeing my hair in 1989. I wasn't aware that any hair dye ever took all night, but apparently back in 1989 it did. Yeah. Because she slept with hair dye on her head and woke up, and it looked terrible. It did look bad. It, it, it was also a bad wig, though, so that's... <laughs> you gotta take that into account. But, I mean, it's like, it's all uneven, like, certain parts are lighter and certain parts are darker, and it's not a good color on her anyway, even if it wasn't uneven. I would like to see her with truly blonde hair, just to see what it looks like. I think it would be terrible because of her skin tone. Yeah. But I'd like to see what it looks like. Yeah, I think it would be terrible. I think it would be terrible on me, too, because of my skin tone. I agree. I don't think you'd look good as a blonde yeah. either. I mean, when you're really fair, I, I don't think blonde hair looks good. I don't like... I mean, I don't prefer blondes anyway. 
Gentlemen prefer blondes. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm no gentleman. <laughs> you know that, right? So, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't think it'd look good on you or her. So she goes jogging mm-hmm. and runs into Dylan in a tank top. She goes jogging in a tank top. Yeah, yeah. Who does that? People in 1989. <laughs> And um, he says something about her hair, and she's like, well, you know, I thought you liked blondes or whatever, and, and he's like, oh, blondes, brunettes, redheads, girls in tank tops. Right. It's weird. He's on a motorcycle, too. First time we see him on a motorcycle. Is it? I thought we we knew. Okay. No, he drives that, that uh, Porsche or whatever oh, most yeah. of the time. So he says that he has a friend who does hair who owes him a favor, which I think really just means he's going to use his millions of dollars to pay for her hair and not let her know that. I assumed it was just somebody that he slept with or uh, or somebody that um, that he got laid. Wow. Okay. That was my assumption. But maybe he pays for it, who knows? But, um, yeah, she gets her hair done. It, it gets fixed back to normal, which means she has removed the wig. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and they try to make it seem like it's different. Like, Brandon says, oh, it looks a little different. And she says, Dylan says it's luminescent or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, so Dylan is all flirty with her and Kelly, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, I know he's with both of them at different points in the show. Yeah, so. unfortunately not at the same time, but yeah, at different points in the show. He's hey, you don't know. Well, yeah, I guess I don't. Could happen. We'll see. I you, doubt it. Do you know that I, I had um, Barbie dolls? That were 90210 Barbie dolls. No, I didn't know you owned 90210 Barbie I dolls. I did. Good for you. <laughs> Sorry, just I was just thinking about it. Like, yeah, the dark hair and the blonde hair. Yeah, they were they were good dolls. And did they ever have a threesome? The dolls? Maybe. I was getting a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so you didn't like it. What did you not like about it? It was just long. It seemed long. There was a lot of stretches where not much happened, and it just, I don't know, it was just boring to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess it didn't take as long to talk about it this time as it usually does, even though the episode was the same length. Yeah, it just, there was a lot of not much going on. A lot of Steve Sanders talking about um, going to the Lakers and Pistons game. I don't know, I just, I liked watching the interactions between um, Brandon and the teacher and Andrea and Steve and... Even, you know, Dylan and Kelly and Brenda. Brenda. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're certainly, they are planting seeds of things to come. You know, are, are they, are we ever going to get back to that Spanish teacher and the principal, by the way? I don't think so. I think you need to let it go. Like, are you really looking forward to seeing that happen or something? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's so weird to set something like that up and never pay it off. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. All right. Well, yeah. So that is our episode for the day. We will end each episode, or we will end our episode as we end each episode with our blockbuster pick of the week. This week we're talking about Sister Act Two. Back in the habit. <laughs> Carol, what did you think of? You, we're, we're recommending Sister Act Two, right? Yeah. Is that a recommend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I liked the first one. The second one's not as good, but it's still good. It's an okay movie. You know, the the plot of the movie is basically she's in a classroom teaching. The classroom needs to get better scores or something like that. So she's teaching them how to sing. Uh, You know, she's the new music teacher. Um, I was, you know, 
I we saw this movie last year yeah. when it was in the theater. And yeah, it wasn't as good. Like City Slickers 2, it wasn't as good as the original. You know, Sister Act 1 is a very funny movie. But it was okay. But it, it got me thinking that what would be really cool is, and, and I don't know if there's an actor or an actress that fits this role, but if there were an actor or an actress that had sort of a, a connection with rock and roll music, say, it would be cool... To have a movie where this like wild rock and roll type teacher, who's also funny, it'd have to be a comedy, mm-hmm. goes into like a stuffy school and teaches the kids, you know, about rock. Yeah, that would be that would be funny. So I, you know, that's what I, that's the thing that I thought when watching this movie is the way to make it better. They should shouldn't have been Sister Act two. It should have been you know teach the kids rock and roll kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that is our episode, so, you know, do all the stuff. Tell your friends about our show. Send them the tapes. Get it all over the world. Guten Tag to our friends in, in Germany. And, um, wie geht's? Let us know. Oh, <laughs> that means how goes it? Um, how are you? Learning German. All kinds of new things every day. Yeah, I'll teach German. So Adios. Yeah, see you later. Bye.